All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to In Between the Record with John and Hollis. This is just two guys having fun discussing obscure and non-mainstream conspiracies and mysteries. We invite you to sit back, relax, and listen to our nonsense. With me this evening, as always, is a man who's done so many wonderful things in such a brief time. It's hard to exaggerate his accomplishments, but I'll do my best. Here's Hollis Parks. Hollis. Friend, how are you? How are you? It's a lovely Fourth of July. Yep. So apologies to all the listeners out there who like our stuff. Um, we had an entire episode go the way of the dodo. Uh, it it died. Um, half the uh, half the audio was gone. See you later. Missing. And uh, so another conspiracy. So we're gonna redo that one. Um, and uh, but this time we're gonna do something that's fairly timely. We're going to talk about this guy named John McAfee. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, like, you know, I, I I used to like this guy, and then I learned a lot more about him. Um, and yeah, he's an, he's an interesting feller, let me tell you. He was a scuzzbag. Yeah, <clears throat> um, but yeah, let's, let's talk to him about this guy um, <laughs> and, and how he died and what I think of... What I think of of may or may not have happened, if that makes any sense, um, sure. and why why he was killed, and that's going to be at the very end, and that's where we're going to go way out there of cons- conspiracy land. But I think, as I said before, there's things that are yeah that happened, things like yeah it probably happened, things that are plausible it could happen, and then you know you're pretty crazy for thinking that happened. This one's pretty crazy for thinking that happened, but I think there's a I think there's a a connection somehow some way so um so let's talk you, about this and you're referring to the building that collapsed in miami i i am actually i am right uh, and, and that something doesn't sit right with that one either on my side but you know more about it than i so I've, I've got some i've been pouring over some data and some information and i i myself don't think there's a connection or a correlation i think it was just shoddy engineering shoddy uh lack of oversight um but but let's start off with mcafee Uh, hollis tell me what you've discovered and i'll I'll interject here and there i I saw a documentary about him uh, a few years ago that went over what what he was doing in belize um but but who is john mcafee so guys born in england gets gets raised basically in, in the united states um and he's born in, in 1945, September, uh, right after the war ends. Uh, and, you know, hey, that, there's a lot of babies made around then, you know. So they call uh, them the boomers. That's what they call them, the boomers. Boom and, then, and then, of course, he died a couple of weeks ago on uh, June 23rd, 2021. Um, his early life was basically he, he was a smart cookie. He was. Most people who talk about him. Say he's smart, if a bit cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Um, his dad would beat the tar out of him. Um, alcoholic. Uh, and his father uh, came, killed himself with a, with a firearm uh, fairly early on in his, in his life. Um, which, you know, unfortunately in this world, uh, suicides uh, run in packs and run in families. Um, and once that ball starts, it has a... Has a has a propensity to continue. That's what I've heard. 
Um, and so that that is that is one of the factors that I'm looking at going like, oh, well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so he got his bachelor's degree in mathematics, 1967, um, Roanoke College in Virginia. Now, I don't mean to talk you know, poo about good old Roanoke College, but it's not the biggest college in the world, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then something that will set it off for the rest of his life. Um, he goes ahead and he goes and tries to go in, in, into college. Um, to get his doctorate in mathematics in the Northeast Louisiana State College. Um, which, let's be honest, have you ever heard of Northeast Louisiana State College? Never. Which is now the University of Louisiana at Monroe. Um, any, okay. any, anything? Monroe, Louisiana? Do you know where Monroe, Louisiana is? Monroe, Louisiana. Yep. Sounds like the sticks. Yeah, so so the college is built on today, today, 238 acres. So we're not talking a big college. Um, well, he got kicked out. And the reason why he got kicked out is because he was banging one of his students. Yeah. Uh, which he later married. Okay. So he has a, he has propensity for, for the youngins. Uh, his current wife is, well, former wife, widow, um, is what, 35 years his junior? 30 years as junior, yeah. Yep. And so um, that kicks off the, the, the going for the younger ladies thing. Now, I can, I can see going for younger ladies. My wife is nine years younger than me. Um, and uh, that's pretty awesome, uh, to be honest, having a younger lady around. Keeps you spry. Um, but, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm 36. I, my, my last relationship, she was 26. I mean, that's, you know, that's one thing, but... The guy, the guy had a a harem of you know fifteen and sixteen year olds in Belize that were his personal uh, bodyguards, um, you know walking around carrying automatic weapons. It's not right, you know that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you have a bunch of freaking underage women as your bodyguards. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't sit right with me. It, it it doesn't it doesn't and that 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 love of guns. And love of protection and paranoia sets in later on. And, and, and I think it contributed to his death in a lot of different ways. Um, so going back to his, his, you know, going back to everything. So he's old enough to have worked sort of on the Apollo program. I'm not really too, I don't really understand what he did uh, in his in his time with NASA. Um, but suffice to say, he just basically worked on computers, early forms of computers, all the way through the late 60s and 70s. Uh, you know, just consulting, Booz Allen Hamilton. Um, but he jumped from job to job to job to job to job to job to job. Mm-hmm. Worked for Lockheed. Um, yep. Um, and, and so that also tells me that there's not a stable person there as well. Um you know, no, my, my longest job that I ever had was seven years. Um, but during that seven years, I worked for, you know, two other corporations in the National Park Service during those seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, my last two jobs have lasted all of six months left. My current one's six months and the time before that, 18 months. So, but then again, you know, there's not a whole lot of, not a lot of stability here in Charlotte. Um, 
So anyways, he found out about computer viruses and he started his computer uh, virus company. Now, McAfee, he has he had his computer virus company and he, he made hundreds of millions of dollars off it. One of the things that bothers me uh, about that company is I remember clearly and I looked it back up on YouTube and I found a lot of the videos of him pressing the uh, Y2K conspiracy theory. Mm, right. Where, you know, the whole the whole world was going to die. It's a giant wall of fire when the clock strikes midnight in whatever yep. time zone you're in. Big reset. Everything's going to shut off. Yep. Well, no, everybody just changed the macros and the computers when it went 1999. It just went to 1900. Right. And they, they automatically changed their macros and nobody cared. Um, at least that's what the company I was working for did, um, and a lot of other companies. But there's no, there was no wall of of anything. But he was in charge of, well, not in charge of, but he was putting out software and selling software to mitigate that Y2K problem. Um, so he was doing, you know, he was pumping the Y2K thing up, and dumping his product, and his product was for all practical purposes worthless. That being said, his product may have saved the entire world, and you know there wasn't a big giant wall of fire. Um, but no, no, he didn't do it. Um, and so, but he had to make sure people had this fear, so that yeah. he can usher in his uh, his amazing McAfee antivirus software. Yes, and well, it was around. I mean, I yeah, ninety three, I think. Yeah, I had I had a McAfee for years. Um, I use now Malwarebytes, which is far superior. Um, <laughs> switched to Norton because McAfee kept erasing my computer, um, and it's just the, the the worthless pieces of crud that I've ever dealt with in my life. Um, so yeah, he sold he sold uh, McAfee. They finally got rid of the name in 2014. Um, it's now I believe Intel Security. Um, Nobody uses it. Nobody cares. Right. So, so that's basically his that his professional life. Now, once he sold his company, it was estimated he was kicking in about a hundred million to four hundred million. Um, some reports. Uh, New York Times ran a report in in '09, saying that he had lost about ninety six million dollars. Uh, in two thousand eight, financial crisis. Yeah. Yep. Now. I mean, who didn't lose their shirt? You know, you remember Port St. Lucie back then. You know, half the houses were foreclosed on. Yeah. Um, you know, if you had a mortgage, you were gone in, in San Jose County. Uh, worse than Detroit, people don't know that. Um, and a lot of people just absolutely lost their shirts. You know, apartments that went for $300,000 the week before couldn't even be sold for seventy. dollars um, And so... It's a it's a very, very interesting th- thing. So if you look at him having lost all that money from his investments down to four million, it would then come forward and you, he would want to make millions a bunch of different ways. Right. right? Um, and so let's start off with now that we've done a basic overview of the what everybody knows about the man. Um, why don't you talk about Belize? Because Belize was Belize started the ball rolling for that man, and it disturbs me. We also ran for president for the Libertarian Party twice. 
2016 and 2020 presidential campaign, Libertarian uh, Party. And um, his whole thing, his, his whole premise has recently been predicated on the, the CIA and government conspiracy theories. And um, he followed QAnon and a lot, just a lot of really bizarre accusations and assertions that, you know, are unfounded. But supposedly there's 31 terabytes of data that is is in the works of being released. Uh, there was a website that released the day he died, uh, and it was in coordination with his, uh, what they call whacked cryptocurrency, which is on the Ethereum right now and is being purchased as we speak to, down to the minute. Um, but yeah, he he decompensated. He 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 went down to about four million and then moved to Belize. And in Belize, he essentially started this. He built this compound where he thought he could figure out a way to create a uh, an antibiotic or uh, some form of medication or uh, vaccine you can take that is based on uh, plants that can help cure diseases and he was working with some uh some some woman and uh the, the guy has been involved he had been involved in drugs his whole adult life as far back as as the 60s he worked on a uh he was a railroad um, track changing coordinator, I think it was. He monitored the tracks, and he would switch the tracks over, and he had some kind of LSD trip starting back then. And um, he, he worked for the uh, Missouri Pacific Railroad. He would work while tripping on LSD. Um he, so there's some reports say he took what's called DMT, and he felt that uh, all hell broke loose. Um, essentially, he uh, he he went up on this. Uh, he went into this this whole horrific trip where he hid behind a garbage can downtown St. Louis. He was hearing voices. Um, he never went back to work for Missouri, the Missouri Pacific, and he and up until recent interviews, he said he still believes he's still on that. He was still on that trip, and everything's been a giant hallucination for him. And that one day he'll snap out of it and find himself back on his couch, listening to Pink Floyd. Well, maybe he's listening to Pink Floyd on his couch again right now. Maybe uh, he is starting about the twenty third. Um, so going back to his his conspiracy theory and, and, and going into maybe well, well, we're leading to Belize. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm prefacing the yeah. whole Belize thing by trying to give the audience an idea as to the mindset behind this guy. Yeah, because he, he as an ultra millionaire, you, you have a 
there's a propensity for delusions of grandeur. And when you mix that with drugs and guns and complete debauchery. And 16-year-olds. Yeah. You, you become, you can become what he became. And that was just this complete loon on this island. Um, he became extremely successful with uh, Norton. He went down from what, like we were saying, uh, supposedly a hundred million dollars down to about four million. Yep. And um, he decided to sell all of his land, all of his property, and he moved to Belize. Um, according to the insider. He wanted to go into the world of antibiotics. He believed that with the help of microbiologist Allison Adonziel, he could build a product that used plants to combat illnesses. Like I said, the company was called Curamex. And you look at pictures of him on Twitter, which has been removed. His Twitter account was deleted when he was deleted, um, um, supposedly. And he's just he's just vulgar. There's, there's pictures of him grabbing his crotch, and he's posting videos on YouTube with uh, images of of prostitutes and women dancing around him while he's shirtless, with guns around him, trying to delete no uh, McAfee from his computer tr as a parody, and. Supposedly, things in Belize got pretty precarious. It got pretty hairy. Uh, he, he was convinced that he was being watched all the time. There's photos of him holding automatic, semi-automatic weapons. Uh, there's a picture of him that I'm looking at right now with an M16. Now, folks, keep in mind, we do have a website. It's on WordPress, and I'm... I'm bear with us. Uh, I'm doing my best to balance work and family and our podcast and i do we do have the website and there's a blog post on every episode we're going to start working on marketing and getting the word out and we want to build we want to build a you know we want to get we want to get more people in on this um that being said uh i'll try to post some of these pictures on the website but he he was known to frequent a, a bar in this on this island known as Lover's Bar, and he reportedly would go there every day, watch people going in and out, and he slowly withdrew from everything else. He became obsessed watching the people in this poor part of town. After about six months, he wrote that he no longer had any connection to society. Quote, saying, my fragile connection with the world of polite society has, without a doubt, been severed. He wrote, my attire would rank me among the worst-dressed Tijuana panhandlers. My hygiene is no better. Yesterday, for the first time, I urinated in public in broad daylight. And, and just to give you some context, this, this is a guy who would say shit like my dick is the largest recorded on record and i can say i could say nigga because it just because i'm white i'm married to a black woman which gives me the right to say he would say things like this which which is just you know outrageous I, i've got the archives of his twitter here and, and and how he how he treats his women is no better no better uh, on his archives 
9.34 a.m., 4th of August, 2020. Um, Daily Mail, exclusive. Meet the seven women who lived with software tycoon McCaffrey. Uh, McCaffrey, excuse me, for social engineering project before he fled Belize. Um, his tagline is expensive experiment, but you can't put a price on good pussy. And then he shows the seven, and it's Amy one, Amy two, Marcia, Angie, Tamisha, Zaire, and Samantha. Yeah, they're not, they're not, they're not women. No, he objectified them, and they're te- they're teenagers, and he's calling them good, good pussy on his on his Twitter account. Um, but he was also at the time married to his wife, right? Who was a prostitute? Who was a prostitute? So you. This is this should add to the mindset where this this guy is is drugged out of his mind in Belize, um, and he I mean I'm I'm sure he was not the best neighbor, you know. Uh, he he posted on November twenty second two thousand eighteen saying, "I've been with a black woman so long that I've absor- that I've absorbed the black culture's lingo." Example. Black men who are true to their culture call their wives and girlfriends bitches without being derogatory. I introduce Janice Thushley. This is my bitch, Janice. And white women freak out. It's just, you know, it's good for a laugh, really, how disconnected this guy is. He's been wealthy for so long that it's... I think he's. I think he was. Uh, he was definitely a sociopath, if not completely deluded by the drugs. But either way, he. Uh... Here's another fun one. July first, twenty twenty. I bored my landing in the New Mexico desert because I saw authorities there. My apologies for those waiting for me. At least I waved. I've now arranged with Diamond A to land in their high meadow on the fourth. The security will keep out the authorities. See you there. Like, like, wow, wow, wow. And and so, anyways, the other thing that happened in Belize that is that started his troubles um, is his neighbor uh, wound up with a bullet in the back of his head. Um, and, um, you know, since, since, you know, you have a crazy neighbor who has had many fights with this person who has, you know, 16 year old girls with, you know, AK-47s and ARs and pump shotguns running around, you would tend to think that the first thing you would look at and look for would be the, the next door neighbor. And you would ask him like, Hey, you know, I heard you were fighting and I heard you have a, you know, a plethora of firearms. Um, and you're crazy. Can we can we talk to you? And and in consistent, I'm a cuckoo for cocoa puffs individual. Um, he said, "No, I'm not going to talk to the Belizean police." Um, it got so bad that the Belize's prime minister, Dean Barrow, called him "quote extremely paranoid, even bonkers." Um, he went so far as at one point in time. When the police came knocking on his door, he saw them come, and to avoid them, he ran outside, buried himself in the sand, and put a cardboard box over his head. <laughs> so while they're running around his house looking for him, you know, searching the whole place, 
he's sitting there for hours with a cardboard box over his head buried in sand. I, this is a normal behavior. Um, that being said, I'm going to well, use that. At least his head wasn't. Time. At least his head wasn't buried in the sand. Yeah. Um, oh, that was bad. That was bad. <laughs> uh, so he had to flee. He had to flee Belize under threat of being arrested for murder. Um, right. With Gregory Fall was the name of, the, uh, of yeah. his neighbor. He shot. He shot him. Shot to death. Yeah. He so, fled after the Belize government um, invaded his compound. Yeah, and he he went bye bye. And so, if you're in Belize, uh, where's the where's the most likely place that you're gonna go? Uh, we're gonna you're gonna f- get out of there and go to Guatemala, right? Yeah, it has the largest border, so it goes to Guatemala. I mean, makes sense. You flee the country, you go to Guatemala. Guatemala picks him up for crossing the border illegally. Duh. And so they they and they're about to extradite him. And so what does McCaffrey do? And this is a stud move, guys. This is good. He fakes a heart attack. Spends just under a week in a hospital. He's so good at faking the, the quote-unquote heart attack that the Guatemala government's like, okay, you can go back to the United States so you don't die in, in a Belizean, you know, prison with heart trouble. Mm-hmm. And then he gets he gets pushed, you know, he, he gets to go to the United States. He was expelled from Guatemala and sent yeah. back to the United States. Yeah, and he's bragging about it. He gets on the plane. He, he's The dude, he's not on the ground yet, and he's bragging how he just screwed over the Guatemala government. Like just the, the 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 cojones. I mean, good 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 move, bro. Um, and but that didn't that didn't stop. And so you now have a you now have somebody who his base his base in Belize his house that he owned, and all the things that he owned in Belize are now bye bye. They're gone. Right. So if you believe that he's down to four million dollars minus some money because you know. People who aren't that rich go to Belize, and that's where they live the rest of their days because you don't. It's easy. You have to do something to get your money back. Thousand dollars a month. You're living like a king in Belize. Yeah, and so you got to get your money back. Well, how the hell are you going to get your money back? Well, what does what does McCaffrey have? Um, He doesn't really have a company at this point because he sold it. He doesn't really have anything. He has, you know, a former prostitute wife that. You know, he said it was the, the finest butt on the beach of Miami. That's how I met her. <laughs> and, and so he's like, yeah, what are you going to do? Well, you're going to go ahead and do anything you can. So he's famous. He's well-known. Speaking arrangements, right? Mm-hmm. So, if, hey, John, if I went ahead and said, hey, I want you to come to a, speeching, a speaking arrangement, right? Right. Uh, you ask me how much. Right. Where, yeah, where? I mean, at, at first I'd get my foot in the door so I can show you my unadulterated talent and, uh, you know, get get that out there so that the uh, the the money of the world can can see how well of an orator I truly am. And yeah. then. And then I charge three hundred thousand dollars per speech. Perfect. Well, not really not a lot different than this guy. This guy already had his foot in the door, so he's already asking for money. So while yeah, he was yeah, in Belize. The Clintons, for example, you know, they, they do corporate stuff all the time. Obama, you know, a lot of these people do corporate events where they speak. And holy shit. 
the amount of money they charge just for one event is outrageous. Three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand. So some would say some would say that is actually buying access, but hey, um, that doesn't happen, especially in the Biden family and the the Clinton family and the Obama family. So so now let's 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 go back to a mindset. What is he also wanted for in Belize? Income tax evasion. Mm-hmm. What is he wanted for in the United States between 2014 and 2018? Income, tax, income evasion. tax evasion. And so I ask you to fly to China to be a part of an internet security conference, okay? And to be a speaker there. You're going to ask, where am I staying and how much I'm getting? And the answer is yes, especially if you're broke, correct? Right. So there's going to be income there. Nope, didn't didn't have any income. So he builds a crypto corporation, right? And now he's accused of pumping and dumping. Now, pumping and dumping is technically illegal, let's be honest. But nobody ever gets prosecuted for it unless they hate you. Um, and so what he did was he came up with a crypto scheme, promoted Just it for on the audience. Yahoo. What is what is pumping and dumping? So for those of us who don't know. So what you do is you you take a you can buy up a stock. Other people see that the stock or whatever it is is being bought, and then they buy it too, and then you sell off as they're buying it. So you artificially inflate the price. What he did was he pushed this with his you know tens of thousands of of uh, Twitter followers because well I mean th- there's some nice butts on his Twitter archive. Let's be honest. Which one <laughs> left or right? Holla. Um, that's that's a recurring theme. Um, anyway, so he, he pushed all this, the, the, the cryptocurrency, and then as people were buying, he was selling. Right. Um, and, and some would say that's fraud. Yeah, it, it is technically. Um, but a lot of people get away with that, um, every day on Wall Street. An illegal scheme to boost a stock or securities price based on false, misleading, or greatly exaggerated statements. An example would be based on a movie that I just watched the other day, actually. Um, I'll digress a little bit, but I, I had a, a me day where I, uh, I... Did you get pampered? Well, no, I laid in bed, and I have a surround sound system in my room, and I set the surround sound system up. And I'm, I'm a fan of Tubi. Tubi is a free... Uh, a streaming service that has thousands of movies, TV shows, and you could just get lost for hours watching all kinds of amazing um, content. Are we getting paid by them? And uh, so <laughs> this is not a sponsorship. Oh, so <laughs> so uh, watch the movie Gold with uh, Matthew McConaughey. I don't know if you've seen it. It's a great movie. But it talks about the story of... Uh, a gentleman who w- was raised in a family of prospectors and uh, big big gold corporation uh, prospector. His father became very wealthy. They had uh, an investment firm. They were big, but he was he wasn't, and he was always trying to find that that way in to get that that next great uh, uh, strike at at gold. And he he ran into a fellow who was well known for a certain. Um, successful mining project and they went into partnership and they went out into the jungles of, I I forget, but I I don't want to give it away, but it's based on a true story 
the they supposedly struck struck gold and everything was completely on par with with what uh, the inspectors and the uh, investors and everyone involved looked at on paper. The core samples were were guarded as they were sent to the lab, and uh, they were finding eight ounces per ton of gold, which it's which is really good when you're mining. And the it became one of the largest gold mining organizations in the world in the late 80s and it was on it, it they it was an ipo they they made hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars and then the uh partner uh matthew mcconaughey's partner i forget i forget the names but he <clears throat> he just vanished without a trace and they found out he had all these investors, all these everybody. He didn't he didn't get arrested um, because he was he was ponzied along with everybody else by that other guy who was uh, he ended up being found. Uh, supposedly he he jumped he was thrown from a helicopter by the government that went in a partnership with. It. It's a really fascinating movie, but the point is with the pump and dump, uh, people didn't even pay attention to the validity of it they were all just busy getting rich off the 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 idea that they were mining just tons and tons of gold you know and it it just it 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 really speaks to the idea of the the pump and dump in a a form in such a way that you know you you can become just exorbitantly rich based on pumping something up that isn't that's farce you know and um and what were you saying that he does this he was doing this with his with with the cryptocurrency the whacked cryptocurrency he was doing it he was doing it with one of the cryptocurrencies that he he was playing with at the time black came later and um he made 13 million dollars with him and his bodyguard um and that is four times his wealth in 2009 so he he made a pretty penny, you know. Yeah, um, Thirteen million, I could do a lot with that. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, one thing that I want to take a step back and really, really, really just look at it though. This indictment is coming out of Manhattan, and it's Audrey Strauss, uh, the U.S. Attorney. Now, there's a lot of really shady indictments that come out of manhattan and coming out of new york so and there's a lot of weaponized um weaponized uh uh lawsuits and weaponized you know prosecutions that come out of new york mm-hmm. um i i believe it's been captured um by nefarious forces so it, it probably has validity yeah it does have validity but still the same i i take a step back from it because the this all this is happening. It should have it should have landed earlier. Does that make sense? They shouldn't sure. have been piling on in in September of this year, like September twenty fifth of this year. They shouldn't have been piling on and 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 all that. They, they shouldn't have been doing that. So what were they worried about? What were they wondering about? So, but anyways, so it gets to the United States. 
and he's gone. Um, and then he he makes his you know thirteen million dollars, and now America's looking at him, and he makes it he makes his way in July twenty nineteen to the Dominican Republic, where he got arrested. Mm-hmm. Guess what he got arrested for? Having high caliber weapons, ammunition, military style gear, you know, vests, the whole nine uh, on his boat. Okay. All right. Booyah. Surprise, surprise, surprise. So they let him go. Now, remember when I said that he was making money by going to the, the China Internet Security Conference? Well, in 2016, um, and, and earlier than that, he was saying that the U.S. government was recording and listening to everything you're saying and using AI to go through it. Um, now, at the time, that sounded ludicrous. But nowadays, the answer is, yeah, that's about right. Um, and or at least they have the ability to uh, in lifetime. And if they don't have the ability to, then the the user agreements that you sign with all these products that you look up do do that. So if you look at the user agreement, it says, hey, do you want, you know, word on your, you know, putting word on your phone? Do you want to go ahead and have it record sound? No. Um, and, you know, like, right. for instance, for instance uh, Zoom. Anything on Zoom can be used by Zoom to do anything. So they can record your business call and then sell it to your competitor. Right. Um, so so he's not that far off from that. Uh, and they created an app in 2014. Yeah. That called it would the app was essentially designed to call out um expose the the privacy issues in in apps at that time i don't know too much about it but i i read somewhere that he was working on that as well um as well as his uh mcafee decks so so he he's saying that other people can listen to your stuff right but you gotta remember the guy gotta start hacking and preventing hackers so then he goes ahead and comes out in 2016 and he said he and his new team of people gotten together and they found a flaw in the android operating system that allowed them to read the encrypted messages from whatsapp mm. well now if you look at what's going on now just type in whatsapp us government you know, March 14th, 2020, new warning issued for all WhatsApp and iMessage users saying basically, hey, guess what? No, they can sell your stuff and people can hack it. Um, and on down the line. Uh, 2015, our WhatsApp messages monitored by the US or NSA. How does the government read WhatsApp? I mean, boom, 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 boom. WhatsApp sues Indian government over rules, rules that says that, you know, over. You know, rule says it, it can break the encryption over WhatsApp. So you're looking at this, and he's right, man. He said he said I could crack it, and well, now it's coming out that people are cracking WhatsApp. Governments are cracking WhatsApp. Um, and so, if he cracked WhatsApp and could read the messages, and if he had access to a license agreement or a privacy agreement where he could look at your WhatsApp messages and then crack them. 
How many WhatsApp messages does he have? All Probably he quite is, a bit. All he has to do is search Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, search, I don't know, well, you know, anybody who uses WhatsApp and probably a few other things, and he will go ahead and be able to compile a mountain of data. Now, what's a mountain of data? 34 terabytes. That's how much he says he has. Now, folks, you, we, we have to, we have to, I think when you say terabytes, I think there's folks out there that just, that shut down and, 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 and get lost. A terabyte of data. It, how can you compare, let's say, books? How many books, how many novels would you find in one terabyte it, it it would be if if a thousand songs isn't a gigabyte, right? I think it's a no 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 no. I'm sorry. Uh, what like ten songs in one gigabyte? So so let let's let's change this up from songs because that's going to be recorded. Uh, WhatsApp is going to be have quite a bit of you know text on it. Text so, data. Yeah. So I I'm going to go ahead and say look looky here. This is going to have this is going to have you know messages and in audio as well but the largest file that i have currently in my uh word perfect photo not word yeah not word perfect photo microsoft word word uh, perfect is, what is yeah. 1993 <laughs> um is uh is 63 kilobytes right that's 30 well i'm no, sorry that's 60 some odd thousand bytes um I think we should put it into gigabyte perspective. Yeah, so a gigabyte would be a thousand megabytes, right? And a megabyte is a million bytes. So that is a mountain of data, absolute amazing mountain of data. So how many books can you fit in a gigabyte? I have no idea. Uh, let me fit. Let's 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 do some. Uh, let me. Uh, how many books fit? in a gigabyte because we want the audience to understand we want we want you the people to to understand most people listening will understand what a gigabyte and a terabyte is but to put it into perspective one terabyte of data one gigabyte you could store about 3334 books okay that's a, that's, in a, that's gets in one a, gigabyte, and these are books. So we're we're talking novels. We're talking about Dune. We're talking about Harry Potter. We're t- that's a lot of books in one gigabyte. So that's one thousand twenty-four bytes. One kilobyte, one byte, eight bits. So one terabyte is a thousand gigabytes. So what this man is saying is that he had 31 terabytes of data that will expose the CIA and other nefarious characters within the federal government. 31 terabytes is mind-boggling. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to take 
the amount of data and 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 if it's i mean are we looking at video are we looking at you know because i mean that significantly changes it so if you're talking if you're talking just kicking it over into audiobooks right that's different yeah if you're just audiobooks just recorded books that's a 155,000 audiobooks on average what? Oh, yeah. just a terabyte. No, that's that's for that's how that's how many that's how many uh, audiobooks the thirty-one terabytes could do. Um, one hundred fifty-five thousand books, like massive quake of of information. Um, and if and he's been saying let's get this now we're getting into the old conspiracy theory stuff. He's been saying for a few years that the government wants to whack him. Now, let's let's put it together. You have a man that's that is pretty gifted, or can ha or has the ability to get pretty gifted people beside him because of his name. Right. You have somebody who's drugged out, somebody who's paranoid, somebody knows he's about to be on the run from everybody. He know he knows he's messed up. He's knows he's screwed up. He knows he's in trouble. He wants to go ahead and have a failsafe so that people will leave him alone. He then says in 2016, whether whether it's true or not, that he has the ability to hack other people's stuff and get their information. If he started compiling that, he would have a dead switch. He would. Correct? Like, why have that information? Con a contingency plan. And, yeah. And, uh... And what's bizarrely enough, there was a website that a source of mine sent me the link to, who I think we're going to have on the show in a couple weeks here, that began a countdown, a 28-day countdown that began on the uh, 24th of June, the day after McAfee died. And the the website I have it here somewhere. Let's see. I'll try to pull this up here. They took it down. Somebody took it down right after he died. It was really it was put on the web and it was taken down. Let's see. And so now we're starting to look at what he's in for. So he he realizes that, you know, the Caribbean's not going to work for him. So on October 3rd last year, um, well, earlier than that, in September, uh, he puts out a post saying, hey, you know, good morning, Europe, you know, from the McAfee's. Um, he lands in Spain. Um, now he go, he's he's in Spain, and he's trying to get out of Spain and go to Turkey. Now Turkey's not going to go ahead. Also, a fairly inexpensive country to live in, by the way. Turkey's not going to go ahead and then extradite him to the rest of, to the Western world. They're they're not all about that. So Spain pegs him. Now, while he's in Spain, he gets a tattoo called Schwacked, right? Wow. Um, 
whack, but it has a dollar sign in front of it. Right. Uh, um, and so he basically he's saying that, you know, don't you don't want to kill me um, because um, I have this dead man switch. Right. Um, and I will release this dead man switch. So you better leave me alone. You better leave me alone. You better leave me alone. Now he's in, you know, look at where he's at at this point. And we can only assume where he's at, but it's a pretty easy assumption. Um, he's out of money. He's out of he's he's out of time. He's seventy five years old. He doesn't have a lot left. He's facing, depending on what source you read, thirty or sixty years back in the United States. And if the United States doesn't peg him, they're going to send his butt to Belize, and then God help him there. Um, so when he gets extradited, with one last chance to send it to the, the Spanish Supreme Court. Um, what are you going to do? I mean, your life is now over. Um, and which brings us to his his death. Um, he gets word that day that he's going to be extradited to the United States. There's no way in hell that the higher courts are going to go ahead and, and stay it. He knows it. We know it. Spanish, the Spanish newspapers know it. So. He's going back to the United States. He's facing mm-hmm. 60 years. The man's never going to see the outside of a prison again. Um, he decides <laughs> to have dinner, um, and then he goes back to his cell. Cell door's closed. Nobody checks on him for two hours and 25 minutes, and or two hours and 15 minutes, excuse me, and then he's found hung in his cell. No witnesses right. because everybody else went to the yard. There you go. Now, was he schwacked? Well, going back to earlier this year, he attempted to commit suicide earlier this year. Um, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, he did. And uh, it was it was it was ruled a an intention getting suicide, not a real suicide attempt. Um, All right. OK. And, and so what did he do? Cut himself or and then he tried to hang himself again? OK. Um, Oh, the first time. And so would would he get at this point? Was he schwacked or did he kill himself? Here's what's weird about it. He dies right after he dies. His Twitter turns from that to a Q. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Twitter, Instagram and everybody else. Trash his account, ban his account. Bang. Why would you ban a dead man's account? The only thing he did was put a cue. Now he's vulgar. He's been vulgar for years on Twitter. Which of course. Yeah. Like is like his he's wearing a thong in several photos on his face, on his crotch. Yeah. I mean, he is a he is a thing on Twitter of a guy having sex with a whale. Yes. With a whale. A butt with naked a- man having sex with a dead whale on the beach. And yes. says and and then defends it, saying that it has to be consensual, because how how could how could a human being have sex with a gigantic whale and have it and it not be consensual? He he was just the the the, the blutterations is that a word? Blutterations oh. of this man were just uh, it never rose, never rose to the height that it needed to be to get him kicked off of Twitter. Right, but he dies. He dies. He, and a, his his face turns to a Q, and ban, gone. Erased. And a website immediately launches called 
the Brit Bong blogpost.com with a picture of McAfee. And I'll, I'll send you the link here. Did I already send you the link? Sending the link here. Thank you. And it's an immediate, con- it says contingency plan has been activated. Something big is coming. And it starts a countdown, 28 days, 12 hours, 45 minutes, 41 seconds from the day it was launched. Of course, this was June 25th of this year. Now, if you click on the link, it takes you to another web archive that shows you a cryptocurrency called WACT. But if you actually go to the Ethereum site, you're there's thousands upon thousands upon thousands so right right now so the so the wayback machine the very first bit in the wayback machine has it this this website starts up with its counter literally within four hours after his death his actual real death this this Brit Bong blog post is up and running while his body is still cooling. Right. Ooh. Interesting. And then this is gone now. Removed from the internet. Correct? It's removed from the internet, correct. There's nothing. There's five captures according to Wayback Machine. Yep. So, and it's four weeks. It's basically like four weeks in a day. Um, wow. Wow, wow, wow. So you got that. Now, where was that data stored? Oh, here we go. Yep, yep, here we I've go. Got, it, 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 I, I have a lot to say about this, and I'm going to disagree. We already talked about this. But before we do, why don't we take a little bit of time and discuss our book recommendation for the week? Do you got one? Because I got mine. Nope, it's for me. Got it. You you got it? I do. I do. I do. I do. Um, I I like history books. Love them. I have an entire wall of them. And uh, this is a history book uh, about a a kingdom that a whole lot of people know about uh, that happened in a much different time, different place. And... um, it is really, really, really cool. Um, now, I have met the man who wrote this, and um, I, I got to speak with him in depth while I was at Cumberland Island National Seashore. Oh. I took my tour. And the guy's name is George R. R. Martin, and the book is Fire and Blood. Huh? And it's the history of the, the Targaryens. Now... It's the history of when they land. So you would know the the, the song of of ice and fire, uh, Game of Thrones, then all the way through to the last books, which hasn't been completed yet. Um, they've been completed, but they're being modified. And when one gets modified, it modifies the other, which modifies everything else that's being rewritten, rewritten, rewritten. At least that's what he said. And this, you know, fire and blood goes through the history of the Targaryens. It starts off when they land. Uh, at King's Landing and how King's Landing was nothing, um, just a hill and, and just an area. And they, it eventually got built up because it was an old moat and bailey. 
and the dragons and how you know the first king bent the knee and it is not a game of thrones the end book like the other ones um it is much condensed version and so instead of you know having conversations back and forth where they're talking about history or they're talking about this night did this and that night did that um uh, and and you know who who got the you know who got the garter or the rose at the tourney um this one goes into the meat and potatoes of this happened and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened and this happened and it brings it all back to the original game of thrones because if you've ever read the game of thrones you're talking about you know i've never read the series three times they will make a conversation or have a conversation and they'll make a jape joke about somebody mm-hmm. and when they go ahead and do that they will it'll have a little bit of history and then you won't get that history explained for like one or two more books um and even then it'll be in a conversation um and so this book takes all of those little conversations and fleshes them out uh even better than Duncan egg even better than the the other stuff um i actually like fire and blood more than i like the original game of thrones and um and i've read that series three times um book cover to book cover first one i did it and I had a few books in between it. Second time, ran it straight through. Third time, ran it straight through. Cover to cover right. to cover to cover to cover. And um, this is my favorite. Can't keep my nose out of it. I got about 14, 15 pages left. And I'm and I'm really ticked off because I, I wish there was four more because I'm enjoying it so much. And that's that's my <laughs> book review, man. That's um, phenomenal. Yeah, and, and I honestly think you would be better served if you have never read those books to read fire and blood first Duncan egg which is like it's almost like a children's story second and then read game of thrones you will be better served doing that still gotta get through dune first but ladies and gentlemen you can find this book uh, anywhere books are sold audible amazon uh you know uh, barnes and nobles and thank you so much hollis for leading us through this miraculous example of literary creation. And um, one thing that I've uh, noticed is that we've been carrying on for about an hour here talking about this this whacked guy, uh, Mr. McAfee. And we're, start, we're, gonna, we're about to start discussing an event that took place almost simultaneously, and that was... Of course, the tragic event uh, in uh, Surfside, Miami, which which was the uh, the towers the um, that collapsed, and you know I I have been pouring over a lot of uh, engineers' commentary. And a lot of expert commentary, and in fact, I just sent you the link to. They just demolished, as we speak. They just demolished the remainder of the building, and um, that link I just sent you just—it literally just happened minutes ago. Um, I'm thinking we may need to 
have a part two? I I think I I think I can sum it up in my belief, and we should just talk about the Surfside Demolition Tower next. Um, and then we'll go into a little, we'll back it up and go into McCaffrey. But I want to, I think I can say my piece in about 30 seconds. And then the next one, state part two, will be the Surfside Demolition Tower, McCaffrey question mark. Because there's uh, a lot that can be discussed about the negligence and the lack of oversight. Yep. And Miami in general, I, I'm, I'm a native born Floridian, born and raised in Miami, lived in Miami for 21 years. And, I can attest to a lot of the negligence that goes on there. It's a lot of selfishness, a lot of uh, – you, you go there and you, you really get – unless you live in one of the townships, the smaller townships within Dade County, which have a lot of similar neighborhoods to your everyday you know, suburbs, it, you go towards the city and you just lose that sense of um, – you get, get a lot of apathy. Oh, yeah. And um, with that apathy comes greed – with that apathy comes negligence, and I think a lot of what happened here with this building um, was was much more negligence than it was conspiratorial. Um, but that's my opinion. I've got I got a lot more information I'd like to share about it. But what's your take on it? We'll, we'll conclude the show. And hey, hey, folks, we we don't have to. We have one full, unedited episode. Something to be proud of. So just a couple tweaks, and I'll be pu- pumping this out on the 5th or 6th of July, and we will continue on with our regularly scheduled programming. Um, Hollis? So here's my thoughts on him. Uh, and so he dies. Next day, that website pops. Then the building collapsed at 2 a.m. in the morning, 2.40 or something like that. Okay, fine. Interesting. There's people who have video of, you know, having water come through it, right? Now, but if you look at the video, the original video, this would put my hackles up. It collapsed in a three-stage crimp. It's like a controlled demolition. And then <coughs> part one came down, part two came down, part three stayed up. Um, and it fell into its own footprint, and it powdered itself. And it fell at near pre-fall speeds. It looked like the dang towers. Website goes down roughly the same time the tower goes down. Then they they go ahead and they start piecing through the rubble very, very slowly. And they only find 10 people in you know the last 10 days. Or 14 people in the last 10 days. I guess it's 17 now. Sorry. I apologize. No, it's a tragedy. Those lives shouldn't have been lost. But... They made sure that anybody who was down there who was trapped in that rubble is dead now because they went through it so slowly. They they put a trench that was 40 feet wide and 20 feet deep. They weren't looking for those people. They weren't. Why? Because maybe they were looking for something. Maybe they're looking for a hard drive. Maybe they're looking for something else. It weirds me out that those two things, winky dink, bang happens, bang happens. And, you know, he used to live in Miami, not in that building. I checked. Um, but he used to live in Miami. Well, that's where he met his wife. Bang. The young prostitute who has the best butt in all of Florida. Um, so very close to where this was. Yep. Like mile or three away. 
So maybe she knew somebody and that's where the thing was. Maybe, I don't know. But then again, why did the IDF send people and to help go through the the rubble and pretty much take over? Why was Israelis called in to help? They they didn't necessarily take over. They just became part of the rescue team. So there's there's other stuff we need to look into regarding that mm-hmm. um, because they they've been involved in other rescue efforts in the past, and it's not uncommon sure. for them to do that. Um, Very true. What, what's Very concerning true. is uh, Twitter and uh, a lot of these posts. Um, message posted on June eighth uh, was circulating, uh, talking about Champlain Towers. Um, and and uh, there's a, they, they believe that these Twitter messages have been doctored, but uh, some some Twitter messages, such as on on the twenty fourth, interestingly enough, Pat McAfee had an office file storage in that condo that got leveled today in Florida. That's John McAfee's son, if you didn't know. And yes, I said leveled because that was most definitely demolition. Uh, there's uh, another tweet, June eighth, twenty twenty one supposedly from McAfee, but we have those internet archives that, you know, it could have been deleted. We don't know. People think it's it's been doctored. But supposedly McAfee tweeted at 10.03 a.m. on June 8th that if anything ever happens to me, please know that the 31 terabytes of files I have are located on hard drives in my condo near 88th Street and Collins Avenue, just north of Miami Beach. Yeah, there's no evidence to support those claims. And so I think what we're going to do is in the next episode is discuss the validity of these claims and the likelihood that something like this, I, I feel, I really feel like it's Occam's razor, you know, uh, it, it's the, typically the most simple explana- explanation is the explanation. You know, we we have a propensity to try to make it into something that's far more complex because we can't fathom that something so simple happened in such a tragic way. Uh, uh, I don't even know how many stories this building was, but what, 14, 15 stories, Champlain Tower, just collapses in the middle of the night. You know, but we have we have video. I, we have witness testimony of video showing the uh, the parking garage beginning to droop, and then we see, we could see that there's that the uh, the pool platform where the swimming pool was, uh, concrete began to fall down, and and I, I've been pouring over tons and tons of information from from engineers, which I am not, that show you the blueprints, show you how this could have happened, and then the backstory. If you look at the backstory in the building, um, you know, perhaps it was a, a, a Hegelian dialectic situation, which is an old, it, the term is, is Roman, and it's, it just means you create a problem, get a reaction, and that will give you your solution. So maybe, you know, whoever was involved knew that this was about to happen and, and took it as an opportunity to hide the information in the building. But why would they do that? And why if they're and, trying to, and McCaffrey would be smart enough to go ahead and have a second drop spot, or maybe he didn't, or maybe they pegged it, or maybe it's already out and just we haven't t- gone through thirty-four terabytes of information yet. Um, exactly, makes me makes me wish WikiLeaks was still around. I know, because because that because uh, that would have been the Dropbox. 
drop it to WikiLeaks. Julian, take care of it. Yeah. And fortunately, he's also Dale, and and I, I, I would be willing to bet that he's next. Hassan? Yeah. He's he's on my Deadpool for this year. Hmm. True story. Interesting. He seems pretty safe. Anyways, we digress, folks. Listen, we're available anywhere podcasts are listened to. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, I think we're on. We have to be. We're on pretty much every platform available. We're listened to in multiple countries, Australia, Ireland, Puerto Rico, Singapore, France, Italy, New Zealand, Brazil listens to us. Uh, we are, uh, most of our listeners are, um, listening to us on other uh, platforms, uh, which is, uh, probably going to be iHeartRadio. Our highest percentage of listeners are 28 to 34 years old. And, um, we're grateful for you. I'm grateful for you. I know I can safely speak for... Hollis when I say he's grateful for you. You have no idea. We're on episode... What are we on now? The 12th episode? What is this? Well, the last one last one we did, and it was beautiful and it didn't count, and I'm really sad that it didn't go off. Ugh. We need to redo that one, say Wednesday or so. Let's do that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I love you. Uh, we've, this is the 11th official episode. Uh, the last one was on vaccines. Uh, we had quite a few listeners and no no i have to check the website um but we're on uh the website is we're not on twitter we're not on facebook we're not on instagram we're just kind of uh, flying by the seat of our pants here but we are on wordpress and uh in between the record with john and hollis.wordpress.com you can check out our blogs there and you can also comment you can reach us at uh on Google at uh, in between the record with John and Hollis at gmail.com and thank you thank you Hollis do you have anything you'd like to say for the uh, the people not really except uh, you know hope everything's well with you and and uh, yeah just good luck have fun and don't die don't die folks yep stay easy uh, in between the record at gmail.com is the email address. And be blessed, folks. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah. Ciao.